a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Jesus does not lie. And he told me, you're baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He told me, this is my blood shed for you. He told me, whoever sins you forgive, they are forgiven. And I've heard the Lord's voice in the absolution, forgiven me. He's, he's told me that he, uh, that he loves the world, that he died for the world, that he shed his blood to save me and forgive me. He said it, and he doesn't lie. Those sins, which we're supposed to be conquering, have been conquered, not by our striving to overcome them, but have they been conquered by the death of Jesus. Those sins, even those pet sins that we're supposed to overcome, even the, the sins that we keep coming back to, those have been crucified with Christ. Uh, and now uh, sanctification is, is putting to death the old, the old Adam, the old flesh, by confessing our sins. I wasn't paying attention to what you just said. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Sorry, I was reading Facebook statuses. Hey, hey, it's time for Table Talk Radio. That sound just gets me so excited. I, I Woo, I'm ready to go now. I'm ready to do some Table Talk Radio. <laughs> yep, yep, just like a praise song. <laughs> no, not like a praise song. Hey, but we, that's what we're going to do today on Table Talk Radio. We're going to do the, some praise song cruncher 2.0. Uh, we're still. Is this still in the beta phases? Are we still trying to figure out whether this is uh, worthy for the church? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Everything's beta now, though. Everything Table Talk Radio does is beta. <laughs> At least everything that I do is beta. It's always open for correction. Oh, I'm kind of tired this morning. Is everyone listening kind of tired? Chime in. Let us know. Facebook. Uh, yeah, you yeah. Just join our group at that, that'd be three the... four nine two two three four six eight six five nine. Still haven't figured out how to make that easier. Sorry, guys. Yeah, Facebook uh, would be the appropriate channel of communication for that kind of correspondence, with, w- telling us whether yeah. you're tired or not. That would be very appropriate, <laughs> um, because you know all of you on Facebook are you know just going around poking each other and playing Farmville anyway. So you might as well <laughs> tell us if you're tired. I'm huh? like, I care. This is, did you hear about the, there's a dear lady, she was on her deathbed. She called together all of her grandchildren. She said, grandchildren, I want you to know that uh, you can inherit my farm. I have, uh, I have 35 acres. Oh, no. About $20 million in the bank. And the grandkids were so excited. And they said, Grandma, we didn't even know you had a farm. Where's the farm? And she, with her dying breath, said, Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> you just made that up. <laughs> no, I saw it somewhere. I'm sure. I can't make up things that funny. I'm against humor also. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's do some buzzwords. Uh, the buzzword is where we uh, define a theological term, and then uh, the task is to use it in natural conversation at some point in the show. And uh, points are awarded for how excellent this is done. Um, so my buzzword for you, Pastor Wolfmuller, is filioque, uh, which is uh, the Latin meaning and the sun. And uh, this is uh, in the Nicene Creed, which says the Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father and the Son. Uh, this is a, a little bit of a, a riff then between the Eastern uh, Orthodox Church and then the Western, uh, the Western Church. Um, one of the issues that they divided over was the filioque. 
uh, among other things too. But that was that was one of the that was one of the things. So yeah. So to this you day, you know, a if little you go to, rift. Let's say, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if to this day, if you go to an Eastern Orthodox church and the confession of the creed, uh, they will not say in the Son uh, in the creed. Yep. True enough. Uh, my buzzword for you is Epicureanism. Uh, here I'm reading from Theopedia. I was reading uh, from tabletalkradio.org. Atomistic and naturalistic approach to life promoted by its founder Epicurus, who lived 341 to 270 B.C. Promoting a form of hedonism, Epicureans believed that pleasure is the beginning and end of a happy life. They held that there were two levels of pleasure. First, there was the satisfaction desires, such as food, drink, and intimacy. Second, there were deeper pleasures, such as friendship, uh, that occur when the satisfaction desires were met. The Epicureans stressed retreat from a violent and cruel world and the importance of cultivation and maintaining friendships. Uh, they, they, now, the Epicurean Creed, which you'll recognize from St. Paul, um, is eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we may die. And Paul says uh, in 1 Corinthians 15, right, if we didn't have Christ, that would be our own creed. If we didn't have a life to come, if there was no resurrection, then that's how we would live too. But we know better. So, Epicureanism. Eat, drink, be merry. Tomorrow we will die. All right, very good. It is time to dig into the Table Talk Radio mailbag. You got it there? Uh, No. (laughs) Do I need to? Okay, it's an email. Uh, don't we miss? Don't we miss uh, just sending normal letters with a stamp and you, know, you open it up? Now, now, see, no one wants to check their mail anymore because you, all you get is bills. But you used True to enough. be that you were excited to check the mail because you might get a letter from Aunt B or something like that. Yep. Uh, so in the email though, we have a question from Daryl. Daryl says, "Hello, pastors. As a Lutheran who believes God has called me with no worthiness in me, I'm a bit stumped by Psalm 44." The psalmist complains in this chapter that it appears God has abandoned and disgraced the nation of Israel. Then in verse 17 and following, he appears to claim Israel deserves better because they have been faithful to God. Again, as a Lutheran who believes that we sin constantly and deserve nothing but God's wrath, if not for Christ's work, these verses confuse me. Is the psalmist actually claiming that Israel has been faithful to God and deserves his support? I know all my own actions are tainted by sin and I would be hesitant to to ask God uh, to give me what I deserve because of my faithfulness, or more accurately, my lack of faithfulness. Thanks for any insight you can provide. Thank you, Daryl, for the email. Right. You can send them at questions at tabletalkradio.org. Yeah, I, uh, I, and I appreciate the, uh, the question. I think um, what's going on in the psalm uh, here is that the, the sons of Korah who are writing the song, are, psalm are not boasting necessarily in their own works, in their own righteousness, etc., but in uh, but in their faith. Uh, you are our Lord, Lord, so please act like our Lord and save us. Uh, so that they're complaining here that they're suffering, but their suffering is not for their own sin, but for their faithfulness, that the righteous are rising up, um, uh, that, uh, that the wicked are rising up and uh, and uh, assaulting the righteous people. So, uh, so Paul quotes this uh, verse in Romans 8. Uh, Romans 8, 35 to 37. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we're being killed all the day long. We're regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. But in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. So what the sons of Korah are, um, are, uh, are boasting of here is certainly not their own works or even their own faithfulness, but rather just simply their faith. Look, Lord, we trust in you. 
so please um, be to us our Lord. It remind, and, and this was an important part of being a Christian, is that when, is, is that when we pray, it's not like, um, it's not like submitting a, uh, a tech. Uh, uh, a question on some sort of website. You know, you fill out the form and you send it, and then you know, and then and then you get the response back from the Lord or something like this. That prayer is a uh, there's a real conversation between us and God. So you know, you think for example the Syrophoenician woman that comes to Jesus and begs for her daughter to be healed, and and Jesus doesn't answer her, and then he says it's not right to take the the food and give it to the dogs and all of this sort of thing, you know, and, mm-hmm. and she persists in prayer. She grabs onto that title dog. She, she, she sees a promise and what Jesus had seemingly given forth as a, um, as a rejection. Uh, of course, Luther tells us that's precisely what Jesus was hoping for. Uh, but, but there's a, there's a real kind of, um, there's a dynamic there and you see it in the Psalms. The Psalms teach us to pray, Lord, look, uh, we're being, driven all over the place, rejected, we got all sorts of troubles, and it's not because we've done wrong here, it's because we trust in you, and now the people are rejecting us and trying to demolish us, so please, uh, so please help. Right, and this I is, I think that's what's going this, on. Yeah, and this is, uh, you know, a nice conversation to uh, talk about in, in all of the complaint psalms. Um, I forget which theologian said it, um, I, I want to say Bonhoeffer, but I don't think that's right, um, maybe Oswald Bayer, anyway, one of these great great theologians said um, that that these complaint psalms are nothing more than than um, the people rubbing the promises of God in God's ear. Yeah. And uh, and and so that's nice. And so um, I went to a, an ordination a couple a couple Sundays ago, and uh, Dr. Gibbs from St. Louis Seminary was was the preacher, and the the text was uh, where, where John the Baptist comes to comes to Jesus and he says. Um, are you the one, or should we look for another? And 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 you know he starts out by drawing out this you know almost the audacity of John the Baptist to say, you know, are you the one, or are we looking for another? Because here he was the one who baptized Jesus. He said, look, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And now he's saying, are you the one, or should we look for another? But he suggests maybe that was the right question because John the Baptist knew what the Messiah, what the Lord was there to bring. And here, John the Baptist was in prison and about to have his head cut off. And so now he's starting to say, uh, if you're the Lord, we know the promises you have brought before us. Um, yet mm-hmm. I look at my situation. So um, the point here is, yes, that, that we, we, we trust in the promises of God. And, and, and Kleinig brings us out very wonderfully that, that, these, uh, that, that this conversation with, with, with God is, is uh, a bit like, uh, a, a king who's listening to his friend, uh, and and he's going to make decisions based on what his friend wants, uh, which is a nice little analogy. And then the other little capstone to this is that Jesus is our intercessor and perfects our prayers. So the Father is yeah, listening to so his that's son. Beautiful. That's really great. That's All right, we'll be right back on Table Talk Radio. Don't go away.
this is Chris Roseborough, captain of Pirate Christian Radio. And Table Talk Radio is PCR's top radio program right after Issues Etc., Fighting for the Faith, Sermons from Holy Trinity, The God Whispers, The Gift, Radical Grace, SoCo, Higher Things, The Feast, Dying to Live, Living Water, Words of Hope, Internet Monk, and reruns of The White Horse Inn. is it that all the world's best songs are out bumper stickers? I don't know. It's amazing. <laughs> I, I can't figure that out. <laughs> all right. We should bu- do some bumper sticker songs for our new bump Yes. Theme. Bumper sticker yep. theology and church How's that theology? going? You forgot to tell people to uh, go and vote for our church theme from our last show. Our new bump, our new themes, which one was new and the other was just a retread. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any complete lack of creativity? Uh, I uh, my my mother sent me an email and she it was a forward on. So apparently, when you update something on our silly little Facebook page, it sends all of our members an email or or something. Yeah. Anyway, my mother forwarded that to me. My mother's a member. Your of Your mom's Facebook. on Facebook, huh? Yeah. That's pretty funny. That was another reason. I think to that's not actually kind Facebook. of. Yeah, she's like, hey, Evan, when's that status going to change? Single. <laughs> <laughs> she starts sending me friends. Can, can you recommend friends to people? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, may, friends and maybe more. Oh. Anyway, she sent me an email. Uh, it was when you said something about um, uh, I'm a curmudgeon because I don't want to change. And my mom said, I looked up the word curmudgeon, grumpy old man. I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for the the old the old theme music, and and she did it the appropriate way by sending me an, an email at evan at tabletalkradio.org, which is uh, the proper way to vote uh, if you want to vote for the new theme music. Is a is by a lady an curmudgeon a curmur, curm, curmudget? <laughs> also my curmudget. Tr- <laughs> uh, also, uh, one of the members of my church said, "What's a curmudgeon?" <laughs> I said, don't listen to that guy. Don't listen to the guy behind the the curtain. He doesn't know what he's talking about. (laughs) Oh, I know curmudgeon. I can't (laughs) wait to be old so I can be curmudgeonly. Because then, you know, I mean, now if you're a jerk, people say, ah, that guy, Wolfmuller, he's a jerk. But once you reach a certain age, people say, ah, he's just old. Right. I don't know what that magic number is. I'm still trying to sort that out, but I well, cannot wait to reach that point. I think you have to really build it up. You know, you guys kind of start stumbling around. You know, you, you can't just one day walk in. I mean, you really have to you play the part. So start dyeing my hair white. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, so uh, that's neither here nor there. We are playing church sign theology and bumper sticker theology. This is where we uh, talk about your bumper stickers and church signs, which you've sent us at questions at tabletalkradio.org or by calling our voicemail system 1-800-385-SOLA. Uh, or I'd... by posting them on our Facebook page. 349 Thanks. All right, so the first one I have here, it says, I saw this on the way home from work yesterday on a car parked in a driveway. Um, it says, religion is what keeps the poor from mur- murdering the rich. 
What do you think of that? Let's see if we can insult everybody. <laughs> Religion is what keeps the poor from murdering the rich. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What a crazy thing and, to and, say. And then our emailer asks, uh, I don't suppose this was intended to show the first use of the law. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. Uh, I don't know if... um. I mean, that insults religion. It insults people who aren't religious. It insults the poor. It insults the rich. Uh, I mean, it is. I mean, maybe if we run that through the Lutheran anthropology game, maybe it's right. <laughs> maybe the assumption of total depravity. Uh, it really assumes. Funny. So what would this this um this assumption of this bumper sticker is that the poor would murder the rich unless they had religion, so that we would be completely driven by our desire to have more stuff, and not even murder would stand in the way of uh, greed, um, unless we had some sort of constraint, and religion is understood as that constraint. Yes. At now, least, at least the assumption is that the poor would do that maybe not the rich yeah that's right yeah um now within the with our understanding of the first use um it's not necessarily religion that that would keep us from that but uh but the the law written on our heart the the natural law so um which you don't have to have religion for that you just you just have god for that um so uh i i don't think that this is true but um it's interesting when we're when we talk about the you know this natural law, and uh, then how people take things like this. Religion is what keep the poor from murdering the rich. <laughs> it's like uh, uh, they they are kind of understanding things, but yet they're coming from a completely different angle, which we wouldn't agree with. Right. In fact, and I think that I got it now. I did, for some reason the the reason why this doesn't match up with the Lutheran anthropology game is because uh, the it's the idea that the poor would have some sort of um, a worse moral quality than the rich. That's the, that does not match up with the, our anthropology. That, we, that the anthropology is that we all alike um, uh, are sold in sin. Furthermore, this would suggest that that it's really only the poor who need need religion, right? I mean, if you're rich, you you don't have to you don't yeah, have yeah. to go to church to understand you shouldn't murder. Yeah. I mean, because you're rich, you're not going to go murder someone. Yep. Uh, all right, what do you have? Too bad. Uh, let's see here. I got a church sign. I'm gonna look for a bumper sticker though. Um, oh yeah, here's a church sign. Uh, on a huge billboard next to this is uh, submitted by Nathaniel on Facebook. On a huge billboard next to a little church, others, Calvary cares. The T in others is a big gold shiny cross, and the background has rays of light with vague stars and stripes. I don't get it. So others, what what did the caption say? Others, dot, 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 Calvary cares. I don't get it either. Do you get it? <laughs> I think I think others is a way of talking uh, to people who feel that they're marginalized. I think that's what's probably going on here. So, hey, all you guys that think that you're other, that you're not in, that you're on the fringe, uh, that you're not cared about, we care. Now, here's the inter very interesting thing that I have noticed, though, with evangelical churches, assuming that Calvary here is an evangelical church, maybe Calvary Chapel or something like that, is that there is so much focus on the church itself. 
I listen every once in a while to a couple of these mega church pastors preach, and they they preach like this constantly. Here at Calvary, or here at Life Point, or here at Westbridge, or whatever. <laughs> that they're, they're, there's con- it's so self-referential. You know what I mean? And so, and so when they come to, hey, have a bumper sticker, what are you going to do? You're going to say the Calvary cares. Why not, I mean, say, and this is the gospel, not that the church cares, but that Jesus cares. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus is the one that has compassion. Uh, and that's what matters. But here, it's there's this kind of self-referential character of these um, of these churches. I think that's what's happening here. So my vicar supervisor would always ask the question: Why is it that Catholic churches and some Lutheran churches are named after saints, and Baptist churches are named after subdivisions? <laughs> Which is kind of funny. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> All right, I got one. Uh, let's see. There's a whole bunch of them here. Uh, the Pentecostal church to and from my workplace has been very busy. They have posted a lot of church signs lately, such as, Need a lifeguard? Ours walks on water. Um, the greatest freedom of all is freedom from sin. Uh, going going on summer vacation, don't forget God. Um, <laughs> a parent's life is a child's guidebook. And then lastly, guidebook. Uh, got it? Ready to move on? Got it. Okay. Got it. God, God blessed America because America blessed God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, that, that is a – I have another church sign that's similar to that last one, but it maybe it says this. Salvation is free and conditional. <laughs> Whoa. I think that God bless America because America has blessed God. Salvation is free and conditional. In other words, God is the one – remember we have this uh, worldview, which is God is the reactor – do we have uh, that one already? I think it's God is the homecoming date. Oh. Oh, so okay, he's yeah. waiting for you to ask kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's responding to you. You you have to initiate, and then God is uh, then God comes back. This is a uh, th- this is this whole sort of thing. And it's it's weird that church signs are doing this, but it's saying, hey, uh, you you got to be first. It's like the the church sign is supposed to be a catalyst for us to somehow uh, invite God's blessing by our doing whatever this and that. Crazy. God bless America because America blessed God. That's nuts. <laughs> uh, what I mean, I guess if, if you really want to stretch to put the best construction on things, you can say that that there is some blessing from keeping the law, something like that. And part of the law is that we is that we um, don't misuse the name of the Lord our God. So we thank God for His blessings and we pray. And so these these keeping of the law bring some sort of temporal blessings. Uh, I guess you could say that, but uh, I, don't think <laughs> I think part of putting the best construction on something is also being within the bounds of the intended <laughs> meaning. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, I think so. All right, do you have another one? We have uh, about a minute left here. Church. Here's a church sign from Russell on Facebook: Traditional service, 11 a.m. Contemporary service, 11 a.m. <laughs> really? <laughs> So this is what they call it, blended worship? Yeah, yeah, I think, well, I'm not 100% sure what church this is or what they're getting at, but it could be good or it could be bad. One way could say, look, there's only one service. Uh, I mean, they could have two services at two different times, I guess. I went to but a, I think it's, what's that? I was just saying, I, I was at a, a Methodist church one time, and the sign outside said, uh, traditional worship, 8 o'clock, modern worship, uh, was like 9.30 and then 11 o'clock was contemporary worship. <laughs> and, Who knows? And I asked the pastor and it was like modern worship was more like contemporary but like all the grandmas are playing the guitars and then they had the young people at the, at the contemporary service. 
Hopefully, what we know is that the worship of God is one. And these adjectives that we use, they're a bit of a mess. We'll be right back on Table Talk Radio. very own theological court gestures. This is Table Talk Radio. I got a feeling that tonight's gonna be a good night. That tonight's gonna be a good night. That tonight's gonna be All right, welcome to Table. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. It's time for the Praise Song Cruncher 2.0. And uh, dear listener, I have placed the Praise Song Cruncher 2.0 on the homepage, at least for the time being, at tabletalkradio.org for your convenience of Praise Song Crunching on your own. Yeah, look at that. I found it. Now, the second page with notes was just internal, by the way. No, was it? Yeah, that's all right. I don't think there's anything bad up here, aside from... Uh, Evan doesn't know how to comb his hair, but... Oh, I must have taken that off. (laughs) Praise Song Cruncher 2.0. We got more details in this one. So there's a little bit of a... I don't know if the 2.0... How? um, I think it's been generally well-received, but we're going to see. I don't Um, know that we've gotten really any feedback on it, have we? You have, because you've taken it. You've taken other places, like... Nebraska. <laughs> you're you're going to go yeah, places with this sucker. Got a little from there. <laughs> I'm going to go to Nebraska. <laughs> Finally, when I back from Nebraska now, with my praise song cruncher invasion, I'm going to take the praise song cruncher up to the Rocky Mountain District Workers Conference here in a few weeks too. Nice, nice. Now that's yeah. high places, I'll tell you. Um, Breckenridge, Colorado. Two good. weeks praise song cruncher 2.0 blasting away. So last week when we had a emailer from Nebraska and uh, you thought it was a little harsh because I said they just got internet and you knew that they had it for a couple months already. That was only because you were in Nebraska and they must have had internet where you were. So <laughs> I can't believe how insulting you are. <laughs> What is that? Have we done that liner yet? Alienating listeners one at a time. Although when we play the praise song cruncher, um, it's we get alienating people in groups in big bunches. I think so. I think it's funny how you text and call me alienation. (laughs) I think it's funny how you text and call me to tell me a liner so that you won't forget it, as if I have better recollection than you do. Yeah, which is not. I do have massive organizational skills now. Oh, then you don't have to call me but with your liners anymore. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah. That's great. Okay, uh, so the the Praise Song Cruncher 2.0, uh, slightly modified. This is how it goes. Uh, number one, Jesus. Is Jesus mentioned? Yes or no? And if yes, is it a name or concept? Uh, yep, number part. two is I the mystical form. Uh, truth. Does the song use sentences with subject, verb, and object or sentence fragments? Is this song full of impressions or assertions? Which one are we looking for there, by the way? Uh, assertions. Well, well, we want assertions, not impressions. Uh, impressions is mystical. Uh, assertions is not. Okay. And then you have in the in the parenthetical here, without sentences, it is impossible to express truth. And then also under mystical form is repetition. Is the song repetitive, using the same phrases over and over? 
is it very repetitive? <laughs> that's not funny. <laughs> so that's a one. That's funny. a one to ten. Ten being very mystical. Um, mystical content. Uh, immediate. Does the song talk about an immediate experience of God, seeing, touching, feeling God directly? Romance. Does the song use romantic imagery? Loss of self. Does the song talk now, about? Now notice here. This is so the romance is not like. Um, hey, remember back in the day when we played football? It's not that kind of romantic sort of thing. It's uh, this is um, is, is that romantic boyfriend girlfriend stuff. <laughs> hey, hey, remember back in the day when we used to do table talk radio? That's I'll how stop it'll be being in a so romantic months. here. Come on, you're being way too romantic. You don't know. Uh, you, 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 when you have a you you don't know. You're not quite old enough to romanticize. Hey, hey Carrie, the past. remember when we used to play Bible Bee? <laughs> oh, Brian, you're so romantic. <laughs> Look, the more you talk like this, the deeper hole you dig. Dear single ladies, he's nice in person. Don't be put off by his radio personality. I don't know. If Evan, when Evan writes a praise song, it's not going to have this problem. That's for true. All right. Is it uh, stiff and boring? That is that one of the questions on here? Is it, complete, is it like, uh, is it, does the song have too much starch in it? Oh, that's Evans. Internal. Is the action, is the action of the song of God inside of me? And, uh, uh, there should be an extra comment in there. Is the action of the song or of the, or the action of God as described in the song happening on the inside? Oh, okay. I'll clean I, that up right now. Yeah, you should. Uh, subjective. Is the song about the things that God has done in the objective or about me, the subjective? So here you have mystical content 10 to 1. Then you have law and gospel. Is it properly divided, not mixed up? And then lastly, is there any explicit false teaching not already addressed? I like that, that uh, addendum you put on the end, not already addressed, because we always got done crunching this sucker, and then we got to false teaching. It's like, oh man, I just spent an entire Table Talk Radio segment explaining the false teaching. You, by the way, are the one that added that, so I'm glad that you like your own edition. Did I add that? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh. Well, I didn't know I had a. Uh, I didn't know I contributed to the praise song Country 2.0, and I didn't get any credits on this. Look at this. It does has no, nothing also, on. You also you also added the italic formatting, which kind of drives me nuts. I did. That's all right. I didn't do any. Yeah. I did not. You italicized it. I never use italics. I didn't do Unless it. Unless I'm, of course, quoting something in Latin. <laughs> Which means I never use italics. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to the phrase song uh, cruncher here. Uh, this was sent to us at questions at tabletalkradio.org uh, from uh, Kim in Virginia. She says, we sang this at church uh, yesterday. Could you crunch it? And it is Glorious Day by Casting Crowns, and this is how it goes. His praises One day when sin was As black as could be Jesus came forth to Be born of a virgin Dwelt among men My example is He The Word became flesh And the light shined among us His glory Rising, he just freely 
Oops, I guess I cut it off there. Uh, the ending said... Yeah, that's where we'll stop. <laughs> nice fade out there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, this is how the rest of the song goes. One day they led him to Calvary's mountain. One day they nailed him to die on a tree, suffering anguish, despised, and rejected. Bearing our sins, my Redeemer is he. Hands that healed nations stretch out on a tree and took the nails for me. Then he goes back to the chorus, and then... One day the grave could conceal him no longer. One day the stone rolled away from the door. Then he then he arose over death he had conquered. Now is ascended, my Lord, evermore. Death could not hold him. The grave could not keep him from rising again. Then the chorus. And then uh, the last verse is this. Uh, One day the trumpet will sound for his coming. One day the skies with his glories will shine. Wonderful day, my beloved one bringing. My Savior Jesus is mine. So that's that's the song to crunch. Let's let's take it uh, through the praise song cruncher. Is Jesus mentioned? Yes, by but, name and concept, uh, and it goes all the way from his his birth. Um, hmm. In fact, it goes all the way to his his existence before his birth, mm. the pre-incarnate Jesus. One day, when heaven was filled with his praises, he came forth, born of a virgin. Death burial, resurrection, ascension, all the way to his uh, soon come, coming. So uh, so one of the Lord. questions we, we kind of ask of, of uh, praise songs, and even we ask this of our of, of hymns too, is uh, did uh, could a, a Muslim sing this? And I think it's fair to say a Muslim could not sing this, at least. No way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, number two, mystical form. We'll start with truth. Does the song use sentences with subject, verb, and object? I think so. Are we, do we sing impressions or assertions? Assertions. Is it repetitive? Slightly. Is it repetitive? Slightly. Okay. So what would you give this on <laughs> mystical form, 10 or 1? It's not mystical. I mean, a little bit, but barely. Where, where are you uh, seeing the, 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 the scent of mysticism come out? Just, it's just, I, mean, it's, I mean, it has a repetitive course. That would be the only thing, and that's barely mysticism. So this is not mystical in form. Uh, so like a two, I think. Okay. Uh, mystical content. Uh, this is where we're looking for the immediate or the romance, like talking about football or loss of self, internal or subjective. <laughs> no, this is very external, very historical. I mean, it's even talking about the past. One day Jesus did all this stuff. He went up Calvary's mountain. He, they nailed him to die on a tree, suffering anguish, despised and rejected, bearing our sins. So it talks about the historical acts. This is running through Jesus' life. And it's saying that all of these things are the, the result is my salvation. Living, he loved me. Dying, he saved me. Buried, he carried my sins far away. I don't know 100% what that means, but I mean, I, it's fine, I guess, uh, as far as it goes. So... The, um, this also does not have mystical content, uh, as far as I can see. Right. I mean, it says, uh, wonderful day, my beloved one bringing, but that's fine. I mean, I, that's good. That's a good way to talk about Jesus. Yeah. All right. Well, we are in the middle of a Table Talk Radio praise song crunch. Um, we're crunching the song, or trying to crunch the song, Glorious Day, Living He, he Loved Me. Uh, by casting crowns. And we're going to continue this praise song crunch right after this commercial break. If you have a praise song you would like us to crunch, send it to us, questions at Table Talk Radio, or give us a call, 1-800-385-SOLA. After this commercial break, we're going to be uh, finishing up this crunch, then be crunching the song God of Wonders 
That's performed by Third Day. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Table Talk Radio, a radio show that gives the opportunity to cope with disappointment week after week. Feelings Nothing more than feelings Now that's romantic, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing gets me excited for a praise song crunch like that. Bump in. <laughs> I don't. You, here we are sitting t- trying to argue that it's our criticism is not just because they're too emotional, and every song you bump in with is about feelings. Uh-huh. Ah well. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we are crunching the song uh, "Glorious Day" by Casting Crowns, and we've made it through question. I think we're are we in the middle of question three of mystical content? Uh, and yeah. You, did you find any over the break? I was looking. I couldn't find any real mystical content. So, uh, would you say a one on mystical content? One. All right. And then law gospel. Is law and gospel rightly uh, distinguished here? Yes. The thing that's missing... Uh, well, no, no, no. Here it is. He carried my sins far away. That I was going to say the thing that's missing is me as sinner, but no. It's here. Bearing our sins. My Redeemer he is. Hands that healed nations stretched on a tree and took the nails for me. That's gospel. Living, he loved me. Dying, he saved me. Buried, he carried my sins far away. Uh, One day he's coming, oh, glorious day. Uh, That's that's law and gospel here. All right. Okay, then any other explicit false teaching? There's just one confusing line here, uh, which is repeated in the Course. Uh, So it says, Buried, he carried my sins far away. Then rising, he justified freely forever. That is a that is a sentence in need of an uh, 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 what's the second part of the sentence subject a predicate verb object mm. needs an object uh, rising he justified me freely forever mm. um, it just needs to be it's just unclear there ju- what's being justified but I think we can fill if we just put that little pronoun me in here we we'll straighten it all out so just add a me call up casting grounds down to put a me in there. Or uh, you can even put an us or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and then otherwise we're fine on this one. Man, All right. This is not a bad song. I had not had not heard this song before, and I think uh, it is good. What do you oh, What do you think? I you think... got problems with this song? No, I, I think uh, as I think far you're as the right. cruncher goes. Yeah, bearing our sins, my redeemer is he. Uh, hands that healed nations, stretching out on tree, took took the nails for me. A substitutionary atonement there. I I agree with you. I think this one passed. So this marks. And, go ahead. And here, here there's this parallel. So there's a bit of art artistry in this that I like as well. So it's talking about the glorious day, but it talks about one day they led him up Calvary's mountain. One day they nailed him to the tree, and then one day the grave could not conceal him. So Good Friday and then Easter, and then one day the trumpet will sound for his coming. Oh, glorious day! What's the glorious day? The glorious day is the day he returns for us. But it's glorious because of the day that he died, and because of the day that he rose. Uh, so that's nice. Yes, this is kind of nice. So this marks only the third song that has made it through the Table Talk Radio Praise Song Cruncher, and this is the first song that made it through the Praise Song Cruncher 2.0. Yes, and so mark down casting crowns. Maybe we should pay attention to these guys. Okay, we'll do. 
Uh, let's see what we have next on the Cruncher. Hi, I'm just calling um, to say I love the show. I'm wondering if you guys have crunched the praise song God of Wonders by Chris Tomlin. Um, I know they've crunched a lot of his songs, but I don't seem to be able to find that one. So if you could, it'd be great. Um, just say I love the show, and thank you very much. Have a good day. All right, thanks for the call. Uh, I'd look this up. Uh, Chris Tomlin didn't write it. Uh, I didn't recognize the, the names that, uh, of the people that did write it. Um, and the problem with the uh, the one by Chris Tomlin is I could only find a live recorded version of it, and I can't stand people screaming in the middle of a praise song. So uh, I decided to go with the, the version from Third Day. So this is Third Day performing the song God of Wonders. The song continues, early in the morning I will celebrate the light, when I stumble in the darkness I will call your name by night. And the chorus again, and then it says, hallelujah to the Lord of heaven and earth, repeat three times, and then holy, holy, holy God, and the chorus, precious Lord, reveal your love to me, Father holy, then the background, Lord God almighty. And then, (laughs) this is the best part, are you reading this with me? The best part is... The universe, quote-unquote, declares your majesty. You are holy, 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 holy. Hallelujah to the Lord, Lord of heaven and earth. And it says nine times. <laughs> yeah, anytime you say repeat nine times, it's like a... Uh, we, need the, we need that quote from uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off where the principal's like, nine times. <laughs> nine times? Nine times. We should do a we should do a, a table talk radio a praise song shampoo, rinse and repeat, 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 repeat. All right, let's crunch repeat. this sucker. We have the first repeat. question. <laughs> All right, repeat. stop. Repeat. Stop, stop. Is Jesus mentioned in this song, God of Wonders? No, no Jesus here. Okay. What about uh, mystical form? Is it used sentence as a subject verb and object, or sentence fragments? Uh, Tomlin is uh, the guy that put me onto this thing. He used fragments. Lord of heaven and earth. Lord of heaven and So you're earth. familiar that. with the Tomlin version too then, huh? You said Tomlin was the one to put... Oh, you mean uh, in his other songs he put you onto it? In his other songs, he's oh, the guy... Gotcha. He, it's reading Tomlin songs that I learned that these guys don't like sentences. So that's there's a, this is here, chorus, Lord of heaven and earth. That, of course, is not saying anything. Uh, 
You know, <laughs> Hallelujah when we, to the Lord of heaven and earth is also not a sentence. We should have uh, thought of this when we did our interview with Chris Tomlin. We should have asked questions in incomplete sentences. Yeah. Just to, so, just Chris, to... today. <laughs> Coming up next. <laughs> the Get... songs you sing. <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> and that's what it's like when we sing your praise songs. All right. Um, repetition. Is there repetition in this song? Uh, yeah. Okay. Remember the nine times? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, remember? I remember. Nine times. <laughs> Uh, There's a weird sort of thing with the holy, 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 because we have in Isaiah 6, holy, 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 three times. We have in this song, we have holy, holy, twice, and then holy, 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 four times. You know, Um, this might be a connection to that song, uh, Shine, Jesus, Shine, where we have the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, and the river. Uh, So maybe that fourth holy is for the river of Shine, shine, Jesus, Shine. Do you remember that when we were crunching that song? Blaze, Spirit, blaze. Uh, flow, river, flow. Yep, I remember. <laughs> what the? Is the river <laughs> there? It's wild. This is just wild stuff. Okay, so mystical content in this one. The universe declares your majesty. That's Psalm 19. Uh, it would be nice to get to the last half of Psalm 19, where the Lord is praised in his word for his mercy. But this uh, hits that mystical content question that we have, which is... Uh, is the song about how, how did we say this? Losing your identity, being lost in God. Absorbed. No, oh no, this comes down under law of gospel. Is the song about more about the Lord's greatness than His mercy? Did you that's add of course that? what this song is about. Yeah, that's in the law of gospel question. Oh, it's in there. I didn't even read it. It says, um, "Is the power of God emphasized over the mercy of God?" And I put that down as a confusion of law and gospel. That's how this song goes. So. Um, it's. I mean, it is a song to the Lord of creation. So as far as it goes, it's, um, I mean, God did create everything, and in his creation we see his power. But the point here is that his creation does not help us at all. I mean, it doesn't get us to heaven. Mm-hmm. It just gets us walloped. Yeah, here it is. That's the, a theological is, turn. Is the power walloped. of God emphasized over the mercy of God. You're right. You did there it is. There. I did. Huh. Um, you know, our Calvinist listeners probably won't like that line. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to ask them. <laughs> I'm sure they'll let us know now that I just said that. Sure. We we should have read that email from our Calvinist listener, Gervais Charmley, correcting us on the on the Methodist, on the Methodist sacraments. I gotta re, I gotta track that down. It, Next show we'll do that. It's in it's in the it's in the hopper. It's in the cooker. So. Uh, okay, so what do you what do you think about Let's this? Let's see, song? there's not a, there's not much romance here though. There's not much. Um, what else? There's not there's not a lot of internal stuff in this song. Um, I don't know what this means. Early in the morning, I will celebrate the light. So that's a sentence, but I don't know what it means. What does it mean? Early in the morning, I, I oh will well, celebrate usually the in the light. morning the sun comes up and it gets light. Yeah, did someone tell you that? <laughs> <laughs> No, I just ignore this, observe this from natural order. Uh, okay, I think that's it for the the praise song crunch. I think it's, this song is going to be crunched. It's crunched. All right, so we're uh, one for two today on the uh, the praise song cruncher two point Nice uh, work casting crowns. Congratulations. Yeah, and thank you for listening. Congratulations for making it to the end of Table Talk Radio, uh, where your points don't change value even when you repeat them nine times. <laughs> You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. 
We would like your feedback on today's show. Call us toll-free, 1-800-385-SOLA. That's 1-800-385-SOLA. Or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can listen again to this show or any of our past shows on our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio. Nine times. Nine times.